This is Emmanuel Today, taking steps toward God's possible in your life. It's now time for you to sit back and prepare for insights on your walk with Christ. Let's join today's message right now. Minnesota Vikings quarterback is with us at Emmanuel. Welcome, bro. Hey, Emmanuel. It's Kirk Cousins from the Minnesota Vikings. Just wanted to say uh, how grateful I am for the opportunity to share with you on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, God's doing a great work in your church and in the lives of the people in that church. And uh, just excited for you guys and what God has in store as he writes the story of, of each and every one of your lives. It's so amazing that we get to have you with us today, and uh, I want to get to know your story a little bit and a little bit about your family and uh, what you're really passionate about. But let's start off like when you were a kid. Did you play like Little League football and all of that? Oh, yeah. Uh, football was always my first love. I played all the sports, and whatever season we were in was my favorite sport at the time. Mm. That being said, football was really my first love. Played it every day at recess, year-round, rain, snow, sun. For some reason, throwing a football always came natural to me. So going back to first, second grade, I was kind of always the all-time quarterback and Mm. um, started out with flag football in fourth and fifth grade and then progressed to tackle football in sixth grade. And then from seventh grade on, played for my school team and Mm. um, just kind of always had positive memories and a positive experience playing the game. And um, by God's grace, I'm, I'm still playing it now at the age of 32. So I'm, I'm living wow. a dream and uh, grateful for that. That's pretty cool. How did you make it to big time college football? I mean, you made the jump from high school then you played at Michigan State University. How did that happen? Well, I was not a big recruit. Uh, I went to a school that had just started a football program. And so my senior year was our very first year making the, the state football playoffs in the state of Michigan. Uh, My junior year was my very first year playing varsity football. And in the first quarter of the very first game, I was hit on my left side and broke my ankle. And uh, as a result, I ended up missing much of my junior football season uh, due to the injury. And I remember coming home from the hospital with a cast on my ankle and being told I was out for much of my junior season. I remember calling my dad to give him the news and I had tears coming down my cheek. And I said, dad, this means that I won't be able to get recruited during my junior year, which means I probably won't get to play college football or certainly not at the level I was dreaming of playing. And my dad reminded me, he said, Kirk, first of all, you don't know that. Second of all, he said, a broken ankle is not going to be the determining factor of your future. God is in control of your life. And uh, a verse that he had taught me since I was little, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your steps. And so my dad challenged me in that moment to take that verse to heart, to believe that verse, to pray that verse, and to watch God direct my steps and not be a victim to a broken ankle, but to trust and walk by faith and believe that God had a plan and was going to use a broken ankle for my good and for his glory. And uh, when I signed that scholarship about a year and a half later to go to Michigan State, my dad reminded me, Kirk, uh, God was a lot bigger than a broken ankle. 
Um, and in fact, he got more glory. And uh, you can now see how big God is because he allowed your ankle to be broken. Uh, and, and so from that moment on, I, I made Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 my life verse. Wow. It's continued to be that. And uh, God has continued to use my football journey to remind me how big he really is. Uh, but that was just the start. And God's taken me on a journey uh, ever since then. So powerful. And you haven't lost that. You've kept that with you all these years. And it's a reminder, because we visit difficult times over and over and over again, and you can still trust in the Lord. That's powerful. So you went to Michigan State, and uh, and you ended up, like, speaking at the Big Ten banquet. Your senior year, you were chosen to represent what it's like to, to, to be a person of character and, and all of that. What was that like to, to go from just getting in, barely in uh, Michigan State because of your experiences, right? And God made a way, and then you became the leader. You went from the back of the line, so to speak, to yeah. the front of the line. Uh, what was that like? Yes, I arrived at Michigan State, uh, was not heavily recruited, was not highly ranked as a prospect. I think in some publications right after I signed and I was on cloud nine, realizing I just signed a scholarship to a Big Ten school, and then they released the rankings of all the players who signed to Michigan State. And out of 20 players, I was ranked 20th. And oh, so wow. I realized, well, I've climbed one mountain, but mm. I've gotten to the top of that, which was getting a scholarship. And now I look around and realize I got a lot more mountains to climb up ahead. Through that time, just kept working, kept trusting. And, um, you know, God allowed circumstances to move uh, many different ways, such that I was able to then start for three years. We won a lot of football games. I uh, stayed healthy. Again, a lot of uh, prayers for protection were answered. And by the end of it, you're right. I was uh, asked to speak uh, to represent all the Big Ten uh, football players at the media days leading into my senior season. Um, was voted a captain three times. And uh, again and again, God just kept showing up. And uh, I believe strongly in a verse in the Old Testament in 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel uh, 2.30, I believe it is. God says, those who honor me, I will honor. Mm. And uh, I take that that seriously, that that's a promise from God. And so mm. I, I've always believed that uh, if I, in my life, walk with God and honor him in my daily decisions, mm. I trust that he's going to handle, uh, you know, the, 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 big, the big decisions. And mm -hmm. um, I have a plaque that sits on my desk in my office that says, honor God with your everyday life and he will honor you for a lifetime. Wow. And so when I was walking through college, you know, you're making decisions on what am I going to major in and who am I going to marry someday? And, you know, what job am I going to have? What career am I going to have? And uh, am I making the right decisions to get there? And it was, a, it was, you know, a stressful time where you ask those questions, but I was reminded that, you know what, if I just honor God with the everyday life, the mm. lifetime, the who you marry, what career you have, where you live, God will take care of that, but just honor him with your everyday life. And I've sought to do that. And Again and again, he's taken care of the lifetime and he hasn't failed me yet. That's so good. That's so good. Talk to me about the NFL because that was the very next thing and yeah. you got drafted. What was it like to go through the NFL draft process? <laughs> well, when I was in college, I uh, really wasn't planning on playing the NFL. When you're the last ranked recruit in your recruiting class, you're not thinking about the NFL. You're thinking about just, will I ever get to play college football? So as my career went on and I got to play and then I was playing well enough that, uh, you know, there appeared to be a chance to play professionally. And then I realized I might have a chance to get drafted. My focus really shifted from 
the NFL being a dream to the NFL being a, a goal. And so as I watched the draft, I watched myself kind of fall in the draft and be drafted later than I intended. But as I look back now, I see that uh, God had me go to the exact right spot. We went to Washington. I was able to be coached by not only Mike Shanahan, who I believe is a Hall of Fame coach, and he was the one that picked me, but I also was able to, to play for uh, Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur, and Sean McVay as position coaches who are now all head coaches in the NFL. To have the chance as a young player to learn from them and be under their tutelage was so valuable. And I didn't know that at the time, but God knew. And so he put me in the perfect spot, even though at the time it seemed like a dead end because Washington had drafted a quarterback with the second overall pick in the draft. And so again, uh, what looked like a dead end, what looked like a setback, was really uh, God having a plan all along to give me a future and a hope. And uh, it was my job to just trust him and obey. Well, and it's a team sport. So you also are impacted by other people, but you're the highest profile person. So you also get the criticism at a higher level than most of the players. How do you handle criticism? Well, it's a part of the job and uh, we're all gonna face it, you know, and you mentioned earlier how important it is to be coachable. And mm -hmm. um, when you're criticized, many times the criticism you know, there, there's some merit, there's some level of something you can do better. And so I try to, you know, ignore the part that maybe isn't good to listen to, but then say, okay, where can I improve? You know, this mm -hmm. criticism probably suggests there's an area for me to get better. So try to operate with humility and, and, um, you know, improve in the areas I need to improve. Mm -hmm. And then also be able to, uh, you know, take the high road and understand that, hey, my identity uh, is not based on what this person thinks of me. My identity is based on the fact that Jesus Christ died for my sins and mm. rose from the dead and that mm. he loves me and my future is in his hands. And if everybody in this entire state criticizes me and doesn't like me, at the end of the day, Jesus says he loves me and he died for that's me. So and so I take comfort in that. Um, mm. And uh, that's ultimately, I think, where I can get hope and comfort and security. Uh, that being said, it sure is nice when you play well and people are patting yeah. you on the back. <laughs> uh -huh. I like how your identity isn't in your sport. Your identity is in Christ. That gives you the ability to handle both the success and the failures. Tell me about some of you, when you look back so far in your career, because I think you've got year, years ahead of you, um, with God willing, of course. But um, looking back, what are your highs and lows when you think back up to this point of your journey? We've mentioned a couple of them as far as the lows, the broken ankle in high school, mm -hmm. uh, you know, losing uh, to Wisconsin at the end of my senior year to win the Big mm -hmm. Ten Championship, to have it come down to the final play and lose mm -hmm. was was heartbreaking. Um, you know, thankfully, you know, God has been been so gracious in the health of our family and many of the challenges that people face uh, even now during COVID. Uh, you know, our family has been healthy and protected, so we're grateful for that. Um, when it comes to the highest of highs, you know, it's, it's hard to beat, uh, you know, my, my wife and having two healthy boys, uh, really goes beyond any great achievement on the football field. But, um, you know, I would say that when in that playoff game last year in new Orleans was, uh, was, about I was hoping you say that. <laughs> That was about as good as it gets on the football field. So uh, yeah. we need to have a few more moments like that, uh, yes. certainly in the regular season, but most importantly, get to the playoffs and have those moments in the playoffs. So that's yeah. what we're working towards and, um, uh, you know, certainly where we're focused. Well, you're a goals guy. It's obvious to me. You mentioned it several times, and that helps you move in a particular direction. 
What's your goal for your life from here on out? Well, I, I do every year, you know, I always kind of leave it in the Lord's hands and say, Lord, you know, where are you directing me? Because I, I do believe that um, uh, this football career isn't going to last forever, obviously, but that God may, may pull me away from football before I'm ready to go or before uh, my abilities suggest that I'm, I'm, I'm done. And so every year I want to follow the voice of God and, and obey, even if that means doing something that doesn't make sense. And uh, to this point, he hasn't told me to retire. I'm coming back next year, excited about it. But I am un under the understanding that it's, it's God's career and he owns it and he's gonna keep me in it and someday pull me from it on his timing, not my timing. And so um, we'll see where he leads next. But uh, uh, at this point, given everything I have to football and really have no clue what lies beyond that. And that can be mm. a little scary, but mm. it also can be a place to exercise great faith. And mm -hmm. um, we'll see where God leads. Well, and I think there's bright things ahead for you, bro. I can see it. And because uh, you're bigger than just what you do. Oh. What God's put in you is much larger than that. Well, thank you so much. And tell your That's wife, it. thank you for giving us some time tonight. Uh, I know My you pleasure. got other things going on in your off season here. So, well, yeah, God no bless. Problem. Yeah, thank you. Uh, wow. Blessings on your uh, Super Bowl Sunday, and uh, we'll be keeping in touch in the future. Well, welcome to Super Sunday. Big shout out to Elk River, Maple Grove, and Emmanuel at home. There's so many ways that we're joining this Super Sunday event, and uh, there's a bunch of crazy people around you. Did you know that? There's a bunch of crazy people. In fact, why don't you all stand up, wherever you are on your campus, just for a moment. I just want you to stand up. You've been sitting for a little bit. And uh, just real quick, I want you to give either a head nod, an elbow, or at least a smile through the mask, if you can, to as many people as you can in the next 12 seconds. One, two, three, go. <laughs> there we go. A smile, a wave. What's up? There we go. Okay, sit on back down. Sit on back down. There we go. There is a, uh, there's an excitement that comes that we've been missing, you know, since, since COVID uh, started the whole thing a year ago. Uh, there's been a missing element of human connection, being able to smile at people, connect with each other. And uh, as a church family, we want to respond with as much safety and care as we can in each of our locations, but we don't want to lose the fact that this is family, this is home, and you are welcome home. You are welcome in the family of God, any of our locations. If you join in us online, you are a part of who we are, and we are so glad and so honored that you would be a part of our Super Sunday today. I also want you to know that you're not alone because uh, we also bring in people that uh, make a difference uh, in so many different ways. And today, I have the honor of interviewing the Pro Bowl fullback from the Minnesota Vikings, C.J. Ham. Would you give it up for C.J. All right. Well, it's so good to see you, bro, and I'm glad you don't have a helmet on right now. I it's... appreciate it. Thank you so much for, uh, for having me once again. I had a blast last year. Uh, I still see there's plenty of Green Bay Packers jerseys uh, on this stage. <laughs> so um, hopefully after this time, after this time, uh, we'll convert them all to purple 
And uh, then, <laughs> then you guys can bring me back again. So appreciate it. Yeah, I do believe in miracles. There are some people that are just born like with Packers somewhere in their DNA, I guess. I'm not one of them. Uh, <laughs> In fact, you know, I don't have the Packers. I got a Barry Sanders jersey on because he's one of the legends. Exactly, you're good. And uh, you get kind of gave me the approval. It was okay for me to wear it today. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Barry, Barry's a legend. Uh, no matter what team he plays See, for. There you go. Good. There you go. My man knows coolness at its best right there. Um, CJ, there's been a lot in your story, um, the, uh, football career and um, going back to, now it's cold today, isn't it? But did you have colder days when you were growing up in Duluth? Uh, yes, for sure. Um, I remember schools being canceled. Shout out Duluth. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> remember schools being canceled because it was, you know, it was negative 30 degrees out. and uh, Yeah, it definitely don't get any colder than that. That's for sure. It's, uh, we, we live in the north for a reason. We're tough, right? That's right. That's right. And not only are we tough, we raise kids up here. And you and your wife have two girls. Yes, two girls. And? And we have a boy on the way. Whoa. My wife, my wife is here today with my dad and good friend Jason. And um, my wife is... Stephanie's right over there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Got about a week left, and uh, then we're bringing our son into the world. Wow, that's amazing. Let me tell you, get ready, get ready, get ready. I know. Playing zone defense now. Yeah, uh, jo Jody and I raised four sons, and now we have a grandson. And they don't just stay still. Mm -mm. Uh, mm -mm. And they won't just be read to. Nope. They want to smash the book. <laughs> they want to move through things. And uh, just like uh, this little ham that's on his way, he's probably going to smash some things like you do on the football field. We'll see. We'll yeah. See. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> so uh, tell me, where did you meet Stephanie? Uh, yeah, so I met my wife, Steph, in, in college. Uh, we met freshman year, uh, started dating our sophomore year. And, uh, you know, I don't know why she stayed with me, but she did. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been great. It's been great to have her in my life. Um, she makes me want to be a better man and a better follower of Christ. And uh, I just got to thank her. Appreciate you, baby. Well, that's it. We'll have to find a way to, like, fit that into our February 14th service. Are we okay? <laughs> it's coming up. Cut it out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that really worked really well. Thank you for that little opportunity there. Um, when it look, comes to this last year, you and Stephanie have had to navigate this pandemic year and a lot of craziness that's gone on, just like everybody else, it seems like. And uh, when it comes to how you make it, how do you handle the extreme ups and downs and maybe more downs sometimes than ups, how is it that you make it through the difficult seasons? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's difficult. This past year was difficult for everyone. Um, no matter what it is, like we all experience some things that uh, we, we didn't expect to experience. Uh, with, with us, um, my, my wife, I mean, my, my mom was here last year sitting over there in that seat um, with stage four can uh, pancreatic cancer. And um, unfortunately, she passed away this past May. And uh, so that's been something that uh, we're dealing with. And um, you know, it's nice to be back here because it reminds me of the time where I saw her smiling and just mm -hmm. proud um, of the man that I've become. So. I appreciate it. I definitely owe, I owe so much to her, and, uh, you know, she was definitely the rock of our family. But she continues to live on, and, uh, you know, she, she was a firm believer uh, in her faith, and I know, I know where she's at, and that's where I want to be. And um, mm. so just dealing with all that, uh, with everything else going on in the world, um, it was hard. It was hard. There was a lot of pain 
for many, many reasons uh, for everybody um, and, and our family for sure. And I, I felt lost at times. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, dealing with that is something I don't wish upon anyone. But I felt lost at times and uh, I, didn't, I didn't know where to go. Uh, I felt like, you know, the enemy was you know, trying to pull me in and to uh, you know, kind of keep me away from what, what I knew was true. And the entire time, God remained faithful. He was sovereign. Uh, he stayed in my life. He kept reminding me that, you know, blessed are those who, who mourn, for they will be comforted. And um, I finally allowed him to comfort me. Um, that's, that's, he, he wants to comfort us. He wants to be with us. But we have to allow him to do it. You know, he, he's, he's, give, he's given us a new car, but we have to take the keys. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I finally let him back in. And I realized that I can't do it by myself. And having my family with me, having, um, you know, people like pastors and um, people in my life who, who really just sunk into my life and really preached to me, uh, helped me get through it. And um, I'm still continuing to, to fight that fight today, but it's people like you who, who, who give me faith. So I appreciate it. That's awesome. Yeah, and your, your mom, you keep her close to your heart. You got a, a picture of her right there on, on your chain there. That is pretty cool. I love that. And uh, there's been many people who have lost loved ones over the last year and go through pain and struggle. So p pain is actually a common experience amongst people. It's, you know, we exactly. like to push it off and it's never going to happen to me, but when it happens. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's when we got to know who we're standing on, uh, the, a rock. And uh, the rock Christ Jesus is solid. Um, you know, uh, how about on the football field? Uh, this last season was a different season for us as Vikings fans. And uh, talk to us about kind of the ups and downs of, of a football season, particularly this last one. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it was, a, it was a different season, different year. Uh, you know, I got COVID tested from July 28th all the way, every single day, all the way through the, throughout the season. Um, you know, I had to miss a couple, had to miss a couple weeks of practice just because of close contacts, being, you know, next to someone. And uh, it was just an up and down season, guys going up and down. Uh, it was different. It was different. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we were blessed to be able to play uh, a great game. Um, and, you know, next year we hope to bring it home and uh, make, it, make it a lot better year than we had this past year. So and that's the help of all you fans and you know, having you guys back. But, uh, you know, the season itself didn't go as planned. You know, we started out rough. Uh, not having a preseason was rough. But uh, those guys, those young guys who had to step up started playing unbelievable. And, um, you know, it really gives me great confidence in uh, going into next season. And so that kind of the lowest point was kind of just the beginning of the season, you know, the whole COVID thing and, uh, you know, adjusting with that. But then um, the, highs are, the highs are always the highs. You know, mm -hmm. it's, uh, you know, having my family with me to support me um, every, every single season. My wife to tell me that she's proud of me um, after every game. Those are the things that um, I cherish more than anything mm -hmm. is um, having, having the family, um, having God. And you know, having the people in my life who, who mean the most to me. Mm. Now, uh, I'm, a, I'm a football guy, so take me into the huddle a little bit. We heard from Captain Kirk. <laughs> That's what the youth pastors are calling him today. You're in the huddle there. Yep. One of 11. And uh, then you break and you go to the line and run your play. But what happens in those huddles? Is it just only plays or are you guys pulling, saying stuff to each other or what? <laughs> um, 
So yeah, we, we, we definitely call him Captain Kirk as well. So oh, you do? All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> he, is, he is Captain Kirk, he's the real deal, he's the man, and uh, what you see on that screen is what you get. He's a man of faith um, through, through and through, and uh, he, wears it, he wears it on his chest, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, in the huddle, um, you know, we're, we're motivating each other, pumping each other up, sometimes talking trash to the, to the defense as we're standing over there. Um, but when it's, when it's go time and Kirk tells us to focus up, it's, it's time to go and I get the job done. Well, that's good. Now, in your role on the team, you, get, you can do a lot of blocking, don't you? I do. And uh, some of the guys you're hitting are a lot bigger than you are. Definitely. <laughs> uh, Definitely. So uh, how, do you, how do you do that? You know, you go and you hit something. It's like getting in a car accident. Somebody said that the, the amount of impact of weight on weight at full speed and then you got to get off the ground and get back up again and then go back to the huddle. How do you, how do, you do that, bro? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> it's a lot of willpower, that's for sure. Um, you know, I love the game of football. Mm. It's, uh, it's taught me so much. Uh, more than just playing the game. Uh, it, it truly made me a better person too. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, one thing I've really learned in football is that uh, you can't do it alone. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's not like some other sports where the individual sports, so if you have a really good basketball, basketball player on the team, uh, he can kind of take over. Um, in football, you really need all 11 to be successful. And I think that's something we can take in life, is that we need people around us to be successful. We need to put our faith in Jesus to be successful and use the resources, um, mm -hmm. like pastors, counselors, whatever it is, when you're struggling, use the resources that, um, that, that, that are applied to you to, um, to, to really help you in life. And I think football's taught me that in a, in a great way. And uh, I think it's something that we can all take with us. Wow, and your teammates are counting on you. Yes, sir. That's true. And I would say even we can take a moment here just because, you, you know, you mentioned there are people that are going through stuff. Um, there's been a lot of people that are, are, are alone right now yeah. in the middle of COVID. Um, in fact, they might be joining us online right now. Um, and they, haven't, they don't have regular contact. I know I could tell you that the next generation teenagers, depression and suicidal thoughts and all kinds of things are like raging right now. And nobody knows about it. It's all in a quiet space inside their head. And what would you say to the people right now that they're in that pain and uh, maybe they feel that they're not one of 11, mm -hmm. um, that they don't have their team to get to? How can they find hope in the middle of where they're at? Yeah. I mean, first off, you can find hope in, in Jesus Christ. Um, that's, that's, mm. that, that's the rock, that's the foundation. But in saying that, you know, it's, it's a lot easier said than done. Um, you know, things happen in life that that just derail us and you know, we feel lost. Um, but like I kind of said before is, uh, don't be afraid to be vulnerable with uh, mm -hmm. the people you care about. Uh, because if they care about you, they wanna talk, they wanna be with mm -hmm. you. Um, God has put those people in your life for a reason so you can lean on them in, in, in your hurt times. And um, you know, that, that's something that I, I personally need to do a better job at and I feel like everybody needs to do a better job at it mm -hmm. is just being more open um, it's, there's, there's freeness, there's freeness in opening up, there's freeness mm. in talking, there's freeness in being poor in the spirit to Jesus, yeah. um, you know, praying on your knees, asking him to help you, um, being, being in need, that's, mm. the, that, that's the way we need to approach life, that's the way mm. we need to approach our God, is, um, you know, we don't ever have it all figured out, no one in this room has it figured out, I know I'm not perfect, I know mm. pastor isn't perfect, that's right. but there's one person in this world who is perfect, and that's Jesus Christ, and he died, he died a death that he did not deserve that none of us could bear mm. just so that we can be made right 
with, with the Father once again and come home um, and, and just be made new. So if you're struggling, if you, if you need help, reach out, pray, um, mm. find somebody to talk to, find somebody to lean on. Um, those, those people want to do that for you. That's so good. So good, CJ. And I do think, you know, and I even feel like it right at this moment that there are people, some of them are under addictions. And, uh, and you think it, nobody cares or you're down on yourself. You don't know if you can make your way back. You're, you're never too far gone. You still have value. You have the imago Dei, the image of God planted on you. And God believes in you and so do we. Yes, sir. And, uh, and I encourage you to do what CJ just said, to reach out, to recognize, Jesus said the poor in spirit will see the kingdom of God. So the poor meaning not just financially poor, mm -hmm. but the need part of us. All of us need a relationship with God, and we need the family of God. We need to be connected to church. It's not just a belief in God, and then you move on with your life. You find value in your family and and people in the church that are connected to God because together we make it. And that's a lot more like the huddle on the football field. Yes, you don't just stay on the ground by yourself. You get up and you go back to the other 10 guys and say, we can do this together. And I want to encourage anyone that's listening to us right now, no matter what you're walking through, maybe it's hidden. Nobody knows what's going on. That you can get back up and if you follow CJ's advice recognize that need inside of you, that poor in spirit part of you, and reach out. And we're gonna give an opportunity for people to, to know Jesus today in, in a minute. But let me ask uh, one more question, if I could, uh, CJ. For people who um, maybe have a little bit of knowledge of God or maybe no knowledge of God, um, some people, I'm sure, that you bounce into, whether it be in your career or in, on the team and other spaces, they reach those moments where they're like, I want to know God, but how do I know him? What, what do you tell them? What do you say? How do I, how do I take that first step? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, taking the first step is just admitting, um, you know, repenting to what you have done. Um, you know, before I, get in, before I get into, you know, all that, I know in this world, especially in the younger generation, my generation, uh, you know, there's, the world is going many, many different directions. Um, there's, there's things that people believe, people, things that people do that are just different from, uh, you know, the things that the older generation did. And we all have our own opinions. We all have our own thoughts. Um, the world is changing. Um, mm -hmm. It is. And, uh, you know, the one thing that's not changing is, is the Word of God. And we need to stand firm on that. Mm -hmm. we, need to, we need to continue to, to read the Bible, read our Word, fellowship together. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that we need to stand strong on. And, um, you know, for those people who may not know Jesus, um, I'm giving a, you know, a, something, out, something out there for the believers to do is um, you may be the only Bible that, that somebody reads. You may be the only Jesus that somebody sees. So live a life that resembles Jesus. And, and I'm doing my best. I know everybody's going to do their best. But there might be somebody out there in your life who may never pick up a Bible mm. or who's never heard, never really heard the name of Jesus. And you know, it's, it's up to his followers to, to, to exemplify that in the way that you live. Because mm. the way that you live um, really, really honors God. You know, faith, faith without works is dead. And you know, we, are, we do have our faith, but it's, it's because of the way that we live that people know that we're saved. Mm. And um, so I encourage you to 
live a life that exemplifies Jesus. And those, for those people who have never heard Jesus, is he wants you to come home. Mm. He, he, he wants you, he wants to be with you in your pain. You know, living a life for God, living a life for Jesus isn't, isn't always going to be roses. Um, things mm. are still going to happen to us that may derail us. But instead of, instead of falling, falling victim to those things, we're able to get through those things because we have another man in the fire with us, yeah. walking that walk with us so that we can come out on the other side and have eternal life. Amen. You're so good. You know, right at this moment, um, and I'm grateful for how you're transparent. It's not all been easy for you, but you do have a very evident, it's obvious to me, that you know Jesus. Um, and sometimes we don't have the best arguments, we just have the best experience. Amen. And the truth is when you watch people go through pain, if they have Jesus, they go through it different. They have a peace. Doesn't mean the outside changes all the time. Mm -hmm. Everybody's still in the COVID era, right? But Jesus is the timeless one, the person that we all need. And, and I want to encourage anybody that's watching or joining us right now, maybe a friend invited you, maybe you're curious and you're like, what is going on here? We're not just hearing from a Vikings football player. We're hearing from a man who needs someone else, who needed a savior. In order to be a, a good husband and a father, in order for him to make it in his career, he has to have a peace that comes from somewhere else. And it's from Jesus. And you might be sitting and listening and you're like, hey, I got my life together or maybe I'm okay. But let me ask this, where does your peace come from? Where does your hope come from? If it comes from any other place than from the one who came and died on a cross for your sin, the one who came, rose from the dead, then you're going to have temporary peace. But if you want eternal peace that lasts through every circumstance, you can only find it in the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus. And you came to church at the right time today. Or perhaps you're even watching us on demand and it's Tuesday night. It doesn't matter where you're joining us. At this moment, there's a divine moment for you, a moment where God is making himself available to you, and every relationship starts somewhere. It starts with the first conversation. If you once had a relationship with Jesus, maybe you need to have a conversation with Jesus again. Maybe you need to turn around and go, you know what, I need to start talking to God again. Or if you never had a relationship with God, you can start talking to him right now and you can know the peace that we're talking about and i want to give an opportunity if you've come and you're joining us for you to give your life to jesus where literally you talk to god cj loves jesus i love jesus but we're imperfect people just like everyone else and you can talk to god as you are you don't have to be perfect first you come to him just like you are in all the junk, all the baggage. You come to him and then Jesus does the in cleaning on the inside. Jesus does the change in your life. And I want you to take a courageous step to have your first conversation with Jesus or maybe to come back and talk to him again. And I'd like to ask everyone on each of our locations, just close your eyes right where you're at, just to provide a private moment. And today, if you need to give your life to Jesus, you need to start that conversation. You need a fresh start 
on the journey of recognizing I can't do this on my own, then I'm going to give you words to pray. But before I do that, can you just put your hand up and say, that's me, Pastor Nate. No one's looking around me. You say, you know, I need to come back to Jesus. I need to give my life to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. All over, all over, yes. I want to lead you in a prayer. And uh, I'll give you words to pray, but mean from your own heart as you talk to the Lord. And uh, just repeat this prayer after me and everyone else. You can join right in as well. Say, Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came to the earth. You died on the cross for my sin. And then you rose from the dead. And you're alive. Today, I give up. I just say, I need you. I have a need for you. So would you come and fill me up? Forgive me of my sin and make me new. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, 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 amen. I'm excited when people pray that prayer, aren't you, bro? I'm super excited. I'm just sitting here thinking, you know, as the Bible says, Believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, you will be saved. That's and right. I'm, I'm excited for the people in this room who made that commitment for the first time. And yes. for those who have said, said that prayer to recommit their lives, um, it gives me chills just thinking about it. Yeah. And now, you know, we all are now brothers and sisters in Christ. We all, we all now a family. That's right. Amen. And uh, if you did that for CJ and I, can you just let us know? Take that next step of following Jesus, and we will send you a link right now. You can just take your phone out and text the word Emmanuel to 313131, or you can do it also on the chat if you're joining us online. And just text that Emmanuel, E-M-M-A-N-U-E-L, to 313131. I'll send you a quick link on your next steps and your assignment when you go to the line as a football player, if you will, or as a Christian. What do you do next? We want to send that to you right now. Would you give it up one more time for all those that just prayed that prayer together? All right. Thank you for listening to Emmanuel Today. To learn more about the many ministry opportunities we have throughout the week, be sure to check out emmanuelcc.org.